Welcome Annie. Hi. I'm Nicola Chan, this is Weishi Radio and Annie's going to be my first interview back I think. So this is exciting. We are in the beautiful Thailand and we're, we're hanging out in our bikinis because why not? This is a body confidence journey and as I've got to know Annie over the weeks we've been talking a lot about body confidence and so I wanted to interview Annie and hear a little bit about her story. Oh boy. So Annie, <laughs> tell us about your body confidence story. Oh Lord. Um, I, I, I don't know who, I should be talking to you, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, <laughs> body confidence, I don't know if it's, it, it has come into body confidence now, but certainly for most of my life, I would have been very put down. Um, I suppose in my environment, I was always made feel like I'm too big, I'm too fat, I'm, too ugly and you know all that sort of stuff and it would have been from my mom uh, unfortunately and she was always very weight conscious so as a youngster I <laughs> compensated by eating way too much because it was the only way I knew how to deal with my emotions and I overate constantly so I got bigger and bigger and bigger which is exactly what my mother didn't want to happen let's spring forward many years and much therapy <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, um, you know, I'm embracing where I'm at right now, which it's not where I want to be. I, I got quite sick in the last three years with COVID, etc. Um, but I, I turned my life around maybe about 2017 and I decided to become a PT. And, um, you know, I wasn't the average looking PT because most people are very fit looking, etc. And I didn't think I fell into that category. This is the assumption, isn't it? This is the that assumption. PT should look a certain way. Yeah. Which I'd also like to change because I hate it when I say to people I'm a PT and the first thing they do is look me up and down to see if I qualify. Yeah. And and I would and whereas and I would be the same thing where I would assume, gosh, I should probably look more like you than I look like myself. Um but I you know I did the training and then my the the gym that I was in, I was actually just a member of the gym my boss as soon you know as soon as he said do the course and then as soon as I got the course he put me on the schedule and he's like you're working for me now you know that don't you and I was like what so you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see the confidence that I you know in myself and you know when I turn it around sometimes I feel like I've imposter syndrome and I, I feel I should look a certain way but then I turn it oh, to the other side and I'm actually a really good PT I love teaching I love empowering people I love just having people feel the strength in their bodies in whatever way shape they can possibly do it because I know what it's like to work with injuries or to be overweight or to walk through that door when you're overweight in, into a gym and just be like oh my god look at all the skinny people and that was how I thought because when I went into the gym the first time I was nearly 20 stone and it was very um, overwhelming yeah and a lot of people say i can't go to the gym because i need to get fit first exactly because if you need to look a certain way obviously you can change your shape or whatever in the gym yeah and people assume that you have to like look like that to go there yeah and you don't and look it, ta it takes a lot of bravery to step through that door and i think that was the one thing that the gym that i that i was in you know the the owner was very empathetic because he had been overweight himself one time and he was just like look just come just do a little bit you know come for 20 minutes three times a week just do that and it was that i had to make a commitment to myself which is something that i think a lot of us just dismiss ourselves and i was like no i, I really want to get fit i want to 
not lock myself away because I locked myself away for years and I just binged eat and you know I would go to work still maintain my job do nine to five and then from Friday evening to Monday I stayed in the weekends and I ate and that was what that what used to be my life until I said okay no more I have to start putting myself first and then I just went to the gym and now when I see other people coming in I, I know exactly what it's like for them so for you the gym was a good experience uh, yeah. For me, it was the gym that caused me to binge eat. Okay. And then have the feelings of I'm an instructor. People are looking at me like they want to look like me. They want to eat like me and train like me. And I'm going home to binge eat. So I'm an, I am an imposter. I'm giving off this facade and I'm eating clean in front of people in the day. And then no one knows what I'm doing at night. So I've got guilt and shame about all of that. Mm. And, and I totally relate to that because, you know, I, it was given the so-called label of, you know, compulsive over... <laughs> Some time has passed since our part one of this video and we've upgraded to chairs. Oh. Welcome to the office. <laughs> so where were we? Do you remember the last thing that we spoke about? Um, talking about going into a gym and feeling uncomfortable and um, I think it was the whole thing you were talking about with that. As, as a trainer, you look a certain way, you eat a certain way, but then at home, we were going home and doing things that, you know, binging, whatever. Um, and I could totally relate to that. Um, eating in secrecy, I suppose, because it was never about what people would see me eat. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's good to mention something that you said in the yoga retreat when you said about being an instructor and sort of laughing it off, like, I'm an instructor. I'm actually qualified because you wouldn't assume I'm qualified because of the way I look. Yeah, um, because I have done a lot of training. I'm trained as a PT. I can teach lots of different things, you know, aqua aerobics, kettlebells, battle ropes, whatever, strength and toning, it doesn't matter. And then recently I qualified as a yoga teacher. But I really, everyone would say, oh, are you going to do teach yoga? And I was like, no, not with this body because um, you know I'm not that bendy I don't have the typical yogi body um, yeah and I think I just felt that even though I had the qualification I did couldn't get into the positions that I know most yogis should be able to get into but then this is body positivity we're talking about so then I turned it around and just said well hang on a second I'm actually the perfect person to teach people who would love to do yoga but yet are dealing with certain injuries so when exactly. I get out of my head and stop putting myself down, I, I'm actually, I'm a very good teacher and I can say, okay, so listen, you know, this is down dog, but maybe for someone who's working with hip issues or knee issues or whatever, I know mm. the modifications because I know what is right for my body. And actually, I feel like being your most authentic self with everything you do is the most important thing. Yeah. So if you lead by example, this is my body and how it's presenting itself with today, it may have this injury or that, and it may be that I have to teach from a chair today. Mm. I have a, a friend who is teaching from a chair because of some injuries that she's got, and it's thought she verbally teaches and she can go and manipulate other people's bodies and not actually have to do it herself. Yeah. So it doesn't take away from your ability to be a great coach, does it? Yeah, and it's funny because I, I was teaching last year in Greece for five months and I'd, I'd come over, come, um, I'd been very sick with COVID. So I <laughs> had more injuries than I had previously, um, but I was still able to teach. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching and giving instruction as to how to do something, it could be plank, it could be anything. I'll say, okay, this is what it should look like. This is how it looks like because I can't get up that way or whatever. And it's like, you're giving all the different modifications because again, I think 
it's it's important to know that it's okay to go to a gym or a fitness class or whatever it is and and modify because i think a lot of people i was afraid to modify when i was doing my yoga teacher training i just thought oh god i can't get into that position but i must i must i must and then they introduced blocks i'm like oh, i can use props who knew i could use props so it, it's really honoring mm. the body that you have and allowing yourself to really um, be okay with yeah I have an injury and I'm gonna do it my way and that's okay and allowing other people that come into it because a lot of people want to work out or want to move their body in whatever way but they feel they can't do it because of certain mm. possible body limitations and this is why it takes a great coach like our lovely coach Rachel yeah. who took us on the yoga retreat out here has made it okay for everybody's bodies to just be how they are that day and she even says if you're not feeling it and you just want to lie down then just do that mm -hmm. I just think it's like I've lost my train of thought it's oh. all right. <laughs> yeah so going back to the yoga retreat then mm. let's talk about how you got here because I met you obviously on the yoga retreat and what your fears and thoughts were about traveling being on a yoga retreat body image and your self-discovery journey which mm. is really interesting to watch <laughs> Um, and you've inspired me loads. Oh, thank so you. I love for you to share it. Vice versa. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, this particular because I've had a, a, a rough three years with COVID um, and, and came across a lot of physical issues. Um, I've decided right now it's been nearly three years. I want to really just try and get my body back to where it used to be now. That with in a kind and gentle way because sometimes I beat myself up and kind of say oh my body used to be able to do that or I used to be able to move this way or I used to be much thinner or I used to be more toned blah 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 and then I stop that narrative because I have to really really just talk to myself gently and just say actually you've overcome a lot of illness my body is amazing it's able to move right now I'm upright I'm able to do the bits that I'm able to do and it's I've just learned to be more gentle on myself so coming on the yoga retreat, I thought it was a great idea to for me to build myself back up, but in a gentle way, because I would, would have always beaten myself up before and be like, right, I must do hit, I must do full force, and I must, you know, and, and, and then I'd just break mm. my body, whereas now I listen. You just reminded me, that's what I was going to say, where I lost my train yeah. of thought, where you said I must do it, like the hardest version. If I'm in this posture, my shoulder must be down and my knee must be down, and that, 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 like there's a right and a wrong. And Rachel's made it okay that it's going to feel like this. And if you're, if you do this particular position and it moves away, then that's all cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and props, props to your friends. For me as well. And then to use the words, um, what was it? Being like curious and playful. Yeah. When you attempt something rather than the self-punishing of it has to be right and it has to look like the instructor's doing it or someone yeah. else in the class. Yeah, that that's something I really try to get. I, I mean, there's a there's a correct posture for safety that I would always try and get people into yeah. and to, to work the best whatever part of the body we're working on but there's also the, the safety element and like if you've got a rotator cuff injury or knee injury or whatever there's always ways to do it on a gentler way or you know like pigeon you can do it upside down on your back you know it's it's mm. there's just so many other things so actually that gentle. makes you a better teacher because you've got this pool of exercises that someone who's fit and able to do everything yeah. might not have yeah Exactly. Because they may also attract those people into their class who are all at advanced level yeah. and not be able to cater for everyone else. Yeah. So there is an instructor for everyone. No, there is. There is. And that's just this it. Why when we I... need more bodies and we need to lose the stigma of what you look like mm. and what you can do and just 
if you're a great teacher be a great teacher yeah exactly and bring fun bring fun bring playfulness you know it, it doesn't have to be serious you know if you need to you need to fart in the middle of a class fart it's okay <laughs> you're allowed to fart well i used to have a yoga teacher actually that said let everything come out yeah like, snot and everything exactly that's the thing, because so, uh, that's one of the things I want to do is learn, uh, teach boat learn beauty yoga. <laughs> learn how to snot. No, not exactly. Because. But really allow people, because people get so serious and you can tell they're not yeah. breathing. I'm like, okay, breathe. And then you're like, I, you can tell if I breathe, I might fart. I'm like, it's okay to fart as well. Mm. You're okay. You know, it's just, it's just we, we're normal human beings and it takes a lot of effort to be in a posture and also hold your sphincter. <laughs> just like to say, to keep the gas in. <laughs> Sorry. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out, exactly. So, um, tell me a little bit more about your journey. Oh gosh, uh, uh, I'd have to cliff note it. It's... You mentioned a minute ago, you don't have a plan, you have a plus. <laughs> yes, so this particular little journey that I'm on currently is I, I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand and uh, the, the thing was I was going to do the nine days with Rachel on, on the yoga retreat. So I was like, and everyone kept saying, do you have a plan? I'm like, well, I have a plan. It's, kind of it's a start of a plan, but I don't really know. So I knew I was going to be here at the start and, and I just feel that if, if I trust the universe is going to bring me the things that I need to do it will and it, and it kind of has so my, so my plan was to or my plan was to um, just get my physicality back get my moving a bit more and thanks to you, you you motivate me to get up in the morning and come and do Muay Thai which I'd never done before and I'm freaking loving it it's, gore, it's so good and, yeah. and my body is not as sore as it used to be which is fantastic and even with the yoga at the start that was a great way to lead into it um the food you know again and i know i think everyone knows um you have to kind of work from the inside out and i know some of the issues that i have in my body is because i have been hitting the sugar like it's going out of fashion for the last few years because i've been so tired but now i'm trying to turn that around and get back into just eating as much natural foods as i possibly can and get rid of the sugar because the sugar will get rid of my inflammation and it'll get rid of the pain in my joints so that's what my plan is, is getting the body back, eating healthy, hopefully go to Bali. What um, do you mean getting the body back? I know I keep saying that getting the body back. A lot of people back. use that phrase like I've, like I've had a baby and now I need to get my body back. Like it's all aesthetically driven. I know you don't mean that. So I do and I don't. Okay. Uh, partially because the, the problem is, is that, let's say prior to three years ago, um, I was really fit. I worked out probably five days a week. I taught. I was very toned, I was very, you know, I was in really good shape. But having said that, my brain hadn't caught up to where my body was and that I still thought, gosh, I could look better or whatever. And that's that's the mental thing that I do. No matter what size I am, I sometimes push that it should be better. Um, and that's... Well, the goalpost always moves, isn't it? It always moves. There is no perfection. But then you look, I look at old pictures and I was like, God, like I was there, I was grand. But my, I remember my brain was not where my body was yeah but in this respects when I say I want to get my body back it's a different way it's not a punishing way it's the because I've been so sick with COVID and then I, I my food had changed through COVID as well because I, I because I'd been so tired there's a lot of chronic fatigue etc with it I was craving sugar so I, I, I introduced sugar back into my not that I had cut it out totally but I, I didn't have much of it um, and now I'm finding that I, I, I'm finding it more difficult. Plus I'm slightly older, I'm nearly 50. Um, I think there's menopause going on. There's a few bits and pieces going on. I think I wanted to 
get back into healthy eating you know just natural you know not not crazy not you know restrictive sugar. yeah exactly <laughs> a little less sugar um you know not restrictive but just healthy and mm. and i enjoyed when i lived like that before but i just found it a lot more difficult this time because that's me like with sugar for example there's loads of extreme ways of looking at food groups and different diets and because i've been there before and now i'm an intuitive eater yeah i'm cool having sugar yeah I don't feel like it's the devil, I'm going to get addicted to it, but I think that's my mindset that's allowing me to have it, Nick Noy, mm. which is a little bit, by the way, which we're yeah. learning while here. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's a nice, healthy balance for me. Yeah. And I've said to a few people on this trip, actually, that the extreme all or the extreme nothing is actually easier to continue than have everything in abundance and actually have it as balance. Yeah. To be able to go, well, I had sugar this day. Or even just listening to your body and being like, well, I didn't feel that great, so maybe next time I won't have so much, or I didn't eat enough of that, and now just listening and adjusting to yeah. everything on a day-to-day -day basis because your body's always changing, yes. your environment's always changing. Sometimes you've got money and you need to eat a certain food. You know, like everything's not always in our control. Yeah. Whereas when you're in the all or the nothing, you're mm -hmm. controlling everything. No, and I totally agree because I used to believe that if I had any sugar then sugar was the devil acts like cocaine in your body blah 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 and then I when I became a PT and I, you know it actually worked really well for me it's just paleo and keto diet which just suited my body quite well and I still had sugar and it was grand it's just the last three years with COVID I it's increased to a much bigger level than I ever wanted to be so I'm not saying that I will never have sugar. I yeah, absolutely you were going will. through a time. I was going through and time. You did what you needed to do to yeah. get, manage that time. Absolutely. And I think this is part of the lesson as well, isn't it? Being kind to ourselves. Yes. That it is what it is. So I've got a client at the moment who's smoking right now and she's not happy with it. Yeah. She's going through something. She's smoking for the time being. Mm -hmm. She knows once that's over, she's going to stop smoking or she'll address it then. She yeah. can't deal with all your problems at once. No, exactly. And it's also so about you being just kind do the best to yourself. You can, yeah. Yeah. Just, just give yourself a little, say it was right in the time that you were dealing with it and it was a coping mechanism. And now I just would love to personally get back into a, a, just a, a more healthy, regulated um, eating for me. That suits me, but it's also not restrictive because uh, you know I've had yeah. my own eating disorders in the past and I can't really deal with restriction either. So how are you managing then this journey of having a one-way ticket to Thailand knowing that you're heading off somewhere but you don't really know when you're going or how you're getting there where you're staying with all of this intention of being healthier in my body um i'm actually just enjoying it i'm, I'm i wake up every morning just full of gratitude i go to bed every night full of gratitude i'm like wow look look at where i am this is amazing um I, I just because you can't really suffer when you're in gratitude you know um so i'm very grateful for where i'm where i'm at and for the food that i can eat and the people that i'm surrounded by and the fact that i can move my body to whatever levels it's able to move at the moment which yeah. is not bad it's great I, I mean there was this two years ago i couldn't get off the couch and make a cup of tea so you know it's it's wonderful um and with regards to where i'm going to i i'm actually just i'm not freaking out i'm just like yeah i think i've ever i've a plus a rough idea of where I'm going and I know it's all going to be healthy so um, that's quite me. a nice mindset to have mm. like I've set my intention I've started down that way but I'm accepting each day as it comes mm. yeah so we can also get stuck in the, this is the goal and this is the direction and if you do get off that it's wrong mm. yeah because initially everyone well certainly back home everyone's like okay you're coming back for your birthday it's in February you know big one and I'm like, yeah, I hope to. 
I mean, I probably will. The, the, the plot is I might get back by February. Um, but also, every you know, everything to enjoy the current moment that I'm in right now means that I, I'm not focusing on where I'm going to or what I'm doing. I'm just kind of saying, well, today, this is where I'm at. And today, if I'm going to make the plan to go away in a week's time and move down to Bali, then I will do it. But it's like I'm not freaking out about it. I used to be the person that freaked out about having these plans and like oh, everything must be strategically planned. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Taking it easy for a change, which is good. So let's finish off then talking about stigma. Mm. So we've done a little sound bite from my podcast. I'd like to maybe do it on a video as well, just to explain. Okay. I'm trying to meet different people and see what they're going through, which is always amazing because you you don't realize that you naturally judge people on the way they look or where you find them or the clothes that they're wearing or the thing that they're doing you can just assume so much about people and as soon as they open their mouth and talk to you yeah. stigmas are removed aren't they yeah so that's the whole point of this i want different people like loads of diversity ages abilities races with different stigmas to just show people oh you look at this person you think this and actually it's this so you could share with us your stigma you'd like to lose um um i think my biggest battle is the stigma that i put have put on to myself in the past um which i am working my best to get rid of um you know i i i will battle with how i look because i'm not small i you know i'm just a larger person than other people um not you know I would have things that I would say about myself in my head that I'm not going to verbalize because when you give things verbal, if you verbalize them, it gives them power and I'm not doing that anymore. I mm -hmm. used to, I don't do it anymore. So I'm more gentle about it. I'm just like, I'm here, I'm sitting in a bikini top, which I wouldn't normally on do video. on video, but being seen. being seen, which is something I don't normally do either. Um, and that's okay. Um, because I, that's what I wanted out of this trip was me embracing me the current person who yeah. I am it's not the what I looked like three years ago before getting sick it's like I look like I look right now I am very lucky with the body that I have it's brought me through so many things um so what I have battled I think up until this point is the stigma that I've kind of put against myself which is you know I'm too fat to be seen in public or you know horrible things that I would say about myself but they they've come from a parent unfortunately someone voice. it's someone else's voice but you know she stopped saying it ish <laughs> um, and then I've run with the baton and I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's carrying it into my life so you know I can't blame her for that I'm a, I'm a fully grown adult so now I have to make the choice of either I be kind to myself or I don't so I want to be kind and I want to get rid of that statement that I have imposed on myself in recent years well, once you're aware of something you then get a choice what you want to do with it yeah exactly and everything is a choice we can choose to be miserable or we can choose to be happy with what we have or we can choose to be you know not put ourselves down or it's it, sometimes i'll find i'm speaking unkindly to myself and then i'll be like hang on stop rewind it say something better to yourself and then i do i'll say it in a kinder way it may not be fa as fabulous but it's much better than the original way i might have said it when I'm being critical on myself. So that's... So is that something you'd like to leave the people, the viewers? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would just say... Be Just watch the inner dialogue. You know, you wouldn't talk to a stranger the way you talk to yourself. 
and, and that's that's my biggest thing is I've never talked to a stranger the way I talk to myself sometimes and um, stop it just stop it be nice just stop it. <laughs> and that's it be kind to yourself we all deserve a bit of kindness and it's most important that we be kind to ourselves first mm. we can all learn so much from each other oh, thank love you so much oh, thank you <laughs> Chan Raku. Chan Raku. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sweet boobs out. <laughs> oh, geez, my hair is shocking. Are you ready? No. Are you ready, Annie? Ugh, it'll have to do, won't it? Where do you want to be so you can see the mountain? <sighs> oh my god. This is great. <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> what is happening with my hair? It's gone all sorts of weirdness. <laughs> but it'd be better to tie it up. It looks great. I love it. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. It's it's dried very weirdly. <sighs> okay. So. Let <laughs> me fix mine quickly. Yes. You look. Well, now so you get to fix yours, and I get to look like this. No, because mine blended in with the sky, so I couldn't see it. <laughs> what is like seriously? My hair. Yeah. Oh my god! This could be my life. <laughs> Welcome to my interview space. 